Hello and welcome to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. You're listening to 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet, a podcast where three friends explore online communities of the weird and strange phenomena from the deepest depths of the internet. And everyone wanted to know which president was the true throat goat. And <laughs> okay, I do remember this. And they are all some sort of eldritch monsters of yore, right? <laughs> yes. She was also selling videos of her farting in the jar. I hate okay. this so much. I hate everything yeah. about this. Uh-huh, yeah. Captain, we've gone too far. Hello and welcome to another episode of 20,000 Leagues Under the Internet. I am your captain this week, Harlan Spinks. Joined with me, as always, are John Carr and Kyle Luck. Go ahead and fight to the death over who gets to say hi first. Kyle, do you want to just uh, do this amicably? <laughs> do you want to come come to an accordance of some Should kind? We, I mean... Should we just... Let's be friends. There's so much hate, Please, there's so much hate honestly, in the world. Let's you just, go ahead. You know what? You go you first. Go, no, you go first. I Kyle, insist. I insist you go first. Jonathan... Michael Carr, I insist that you go first. I, this is this is almost Shut worse up, than if you actually up, fought to the death. Oh, Shut shit. Up. Sorry. You started this, and we're going to end it peacefully. So, John, you fucking go first. Kyle, please. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. No, John, fuck you. Go first. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Cut to 10 minutes later. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kyle Luck, and I will be uh, aboard this ship at some point tonight. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, we love you all and would appreciate if you would go follow us on all of our social media accounts. That includes TikTok, Instagram, pay, I don't know. I almost said PayPal. Yeah, That's PayPal. not right. <laughs> social media, PayPal. And, uh, and you can see some clips and, uh, things from us. Uh, so go do that. Appreciate it. Yeah. John, I think you have a catch of the week. I do. Um, this uh, this this hit newsstands this afternoon for me. Oh um, shit! Uh, a Vice article that says an AI generated artwork won first prize at a state fair, and people are pissed. Oh, cool! Who? I mean, saw this. Coming. Which which people? That's what s- I want to know. <laughs> artists. I'm gonna, I oh, sent I it. sent you the image so you can have a look at it. Um, Jason oh, Allen's AI-generated work, Théâtre d'Opera Spatial, took uh, first place in the digital category at the Colorado State Fair. And people took to Twitter and exploded, <laughs> um, as Twitter is one to do. Uh-huh. Um, 750 mm-hmm. bucks. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if it's worth 750 bucks, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, describe it for the people. Oh boy. Uh it's in some sort of uh hyper ornate like uh hyper ornate is beautifully well said. Thank there. you. I love that. Yeah. Uber that's, that's... Uber ornate, uh even. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's like the interior of like a church sort of, but there's a big giant is that an orb or a window looking outside? I believe it's I'm a kind portal of, looking outside. Okay, a, a portal, like a Doctor Strange type portal. And you've got a couple of what look like female figures and long robes and dresses. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I, I'm I don't know what style this is. Baroque. 
Baroque. Thank you, John. Um, yeah, it's a cool, uh, you know, uh, there's something about it not being centered that's bothering me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also Baroque, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, oh, um, y'all are. Enter sound effect button there for the morning. Zoo. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, wait, Howard, do you still have those loaded up? Or I, what? I'm not even going to fucking try. Like a good Hit a random sound one. would have been great there. I, it's not even on the right screen. Oh, I don't even think <laughs> it came out of the right speaker. That was I, weird. I heard, yeah, I heard it, but it didn't, <laughs> I don't know where didn't it's sound going. direct. Where yeah, yeah, is yeah. it going? Um, so, <laughs> where is it going? I never know where it's going. <laughs> this guy entered this. Uh, he printed this out uh, onto a canvas, like digitally printed it onto a canvas and mounted it uh, and entered the competition, won first prize. People on Twitter were saying, uh, "This is we're wit- witnessing the death of art artistry unfold right before our eyes." Oh my God! Uh, talking out. about how if creative jobs jobs aren't <laughs> safe for machines, then even high skilled jobs are in danger of becoming obsolete. What will we have then? Which uh, communism—that's what we'll have. <laughs> they interviewed the guy that did it, and he was like, "I think that they're not realizing the actual human element that goes into this because, like, as good as some of these AI images are, which we are all very familiar with, mm-hmm. um, they're not perfect." And so, what he does is he—I mean—he talks about how he went through hundreds of prompts because it does take a lot to yes. get something that is like workable and good and l- like what you're imagining in your mind. Right, and then from there takes it into Photoshop and does a few passes on it there, and then upscales it with Gigapixel. So, oh, okay, yeah, so he I, altered it. Out. He did like post production work on it as well. Yeah, he didn't just enter in a prompt and then print it out the first thing that came up. Like I think there was much <laughs> right. more thought into it, which I think like <clears throat> what we discussed in our episode about you know AI generated imagery and art is like it is a tool. It is just another tool that people are going yeah. to be able to use. Um, right. So. And uh, apparently, you know, through Midjourney's um, terms of service, essentially, like anything that you create, you own, but they also own it too. So right, it's it's a fifty-fifty service. They they can't stop you from making money, but they also can. Right. So I'm going into business with Midjourney every time I like I have a business partner. I can say that. Yes. You're you- like at a bar when I meet somebody. I'd be yeah, like, I, hey. I have to talk. I have to check with my business partner. Mr. Yeah, Midjourney. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my boy MJ is my business partner. MJ, um, perfect. Yeah, just yeah. vague enough, just real enough. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I saw an, I saw somebody just like Midjourney. <laughs> I saw. I think we were talking about this, or I sent something where like you, somebody shared a or was talking about a, a New York Times article that used an AI generated art piece. And someone was like, well, there go all the illustrator jobs. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe, but not. People are still going to want something specific and something unique that a human being made. I, I was talking to you about this, John. Yeah. And how I feel like there will be, there will come a time when, when the, the demand for human content, human created art is going to be more valuable and more sought after because people have access to things mm-hmm. like Midjourney and they can just make whatever the fuck they want. Also, if you go into the Midjourney Discord server, mm-hmm. the shit people are trying to get made is not high art. Exactly. It's a lot it's of Star like, Wars I wanna, fan yeah, fiction. I want to see realistic uh, family guy, like yeah. photo real family guy. Or anything um, in the style of Goya. 
Yeah. Or, I, or I just hyper-realistic, to... ultra-feminine woman figure bust. It's like, okay, you perverts. Yeah, I, I went on there late last night, and oh. I did not like what I was seeing. Oh, God. <laughs> People get lonely at night, and sometimes they just need a little AI help. You know Mid-journey, but... after hours. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> I didn't like what I saw, and I was like, you know what? Right now, I'm going to close this. I'm not going to watch Pay, what Paying for that service is alone worth getting out of that cesspool of uh yeah just, yes. just that be able to that have the bot isolated to yourself of yeah. craziness yeah all right uh you guys want to jump into the, the topic this evening boy sure. do i all right let's fucking go is that your new is that your new thing instead of the bubbles That's, oh shit i guess i just spilled it everywhere what you get okay you gotta suffer for your comedy. <clears throat> I guess that's comedy. I, I know that's that's the that's the comedic piece of it. That's my physical comedy. Okay, guys, we're gonna talk about kind of a broad uh, subject that I've been seeing people talk about a lot lately. Um, cool. uh, you know, I've uh, like probably for the every day for the last week, this phrase has come up in some feed of mine, and I want to kind of dive into the specifics of it. So this week, we are going to talk about chronically online people. So let's dive in. You a cop? Okay. <laughs> you got to tell me if you're a cop. You COP? You a cop? So you chronically online person, you gotta tell me if you're chronically online, bro. <laughs> yeah. Come on, it took dude. me a second to get there, but I got there. I got, yeah, uh, me too. I, I had I had to throw it a bone a little bit there. I saw that I could see it in your eyes. Spell, that it wasn't, it spell wasn't. the acronym for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Come on, guys. So, um, I first saw a video last week. Uh, this YouTuber Curtis Connor did a video entitled Chronically Online, and it's a great video. I recommend everybody go watch it. Um, but then it was like day after day, somebody else was saying chronically online, chronically online. So I was like, okay, what, what's going on here? So, um, it's also known as extremely on the online. There've been a couple of articles, uh, where Extreme. people talked. <laughs> well, people have, are trying to call it extremely online because chronically makes it sound like it's something you can't stop doing. Uh, yeah. Whereas like if okay, you have that's fine, but it ruins the joke about the cops thing. It yeah, EOP uh, isn't yeah, there isn't, doesn't a, have the same there was a lot are you there. A yop? Are you an EOP? Yeah. Uh you have to tell me if you're an EOP. Yeah, but but the one of the reasons why, which doesn't is work. something that Curtis Connor brings up in his video, is that you know, when we use the word chronically, it's often in regards to people with disabilities or diseases that they can't just stop. Mm -hmm. So it's sure. kind of like, eh, maybe we should not refer to being online like this in that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, because we all spend at this point in, in time, a vast majority of our existence online, either working from home or even things like having to pay your bills, mm -hmm. everything is online. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's exacerbated. It was exacerbated during the pandemic when like everything was in full shutdown yeah. and the phrase started floating around a, a like more popular uh, around 2021, like the end of quote unquote, the end of the pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, which, which, uh, you know, spurred a lot of uh, rants and discussions. So 
the the definition of chronically online says those who spend so much time online that it skews their sense of reality and hinders their ability mm. to effectively communicate about topics like politics or social justice, but a lot of other stuff, which we'll talk about because of, because they lack real world experience. Someone who is chronically online tends to call out quote unquote problematic behavior others might not see as an issue, or they may call that behavior in a nonsensical way. Okay. Now, this this can go so many directions, too. Like, I feel like I know people like this. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily manifest in the way you describe it. It can be, if you're, if you're online and you're experiencing, like, a sense of dread or everything's wrong. Yeah. It feels like it's feeding into this regardless. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's like doom scrolling. Like that's a oh, that's time. a symptom yeah. of being yeah, yeah, chronically yeah, yeah, yeah. online. Um, and, and again, I, I'm only going to point out a couple of examples. Uh, sort of the more like, well, one that's funny and one that uh, talks about QAnon and shit like that. Yikes! But, totally, we got to get both sides. Of the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, silly and then Nazis. <laughs> that's, and then fucking terrible. That that is so often the theme of every one of these episodes. I know. <laughs> is that our thing? Uh, kind of, I guess. <laughs> Can it not be? Let's just cr- cr- cry, laughing and dying about John, all the ridiculous shit. I wish that it couldn't be. I it wouldn't be that, but unfortunately, so much of the inner Internet comes all the way back around to Nazi in, also, at some point. It's like rule also, 34. No one really wants to hear us talk about geocaching. I do. They want to hear that. about the shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, even us doing this podcast is, in a way, us being chronically online and seeing other people do it and go, that looks like fun. We yep. can do that. Yep. So Bro, I'm a virus. <clears throat> Let's go. But, but again, yes, Kyle, this can branch out into many many segments of anybody's life um i want to read another definition here urban dictionary says someone who is basically always on the internet and their entire existence revolves around being on the internet people who are chronically online typically have no real friends irl and stay online starting useless debates that literally achieve nothing outside of a screen ouch Didn't we do a, a whole thing about that is a uh, uh, bodybuilding forms that I feel like falls into this category? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this is going to be our look back episode how many, in memoriam. How many times can you work out in a week, huh, guys? Uh, <laughs> like, we we know the answer. Throw out a number. I'm trying to work out every other day. <laughs> you will add extra days of your 42. life. 42. Um, okay, so what are some of these examples? So, uh, a lot of these end up on TikTok. Obviously, some people uh, have been sharing their instances in which someone draws parallels between two situations that are actually quite different. Uh, the implication is that those with more experience in the real physical world would immediately understand the distinction. Uh, I have an example. Uh, this is the first example. Well, this is the only video I'm going to show you guys. Oh. Uh, Kyle, if you could. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Play this. How do I get to the Put right chat? The, uh, okay, sending. So go ahead and play that for us. So stupid at work today. It's actually pretty ableist to call people stupid. <laughs> hey, you should read this book. It's really good. Uh, it actually makes me uncomfortable that you would suggest this because my mom died. Look what I got on Amazon. <laughs> you shop on Amazon? What is wrong with you? I would never. I guess people don't feel bad purchasing and using single-use plastic. 
Do you want to watch the sitcom from the 90s? Are you kidding? That show is so problematic. <laughs> That's a really ugly house. That's extremely classist. Some it's people so don't passive aggressive. Okay. The vibes are... I've got it. Yeah. I've got it now. <clears throat> um, uh, I struggle with this on a day-to-day -day basis. Actually, uh, well, no, no, I'm not going to play that one. Uh, so... There was another TikTok video that was going around where somebody was sharing their experience in which someone compared her stance against dog breeding to being against interracial human relationships. So the pendulum swings. Wow, that is that is deep. Quite far in these what are essentially hot takes, but to any normal rational person is just like, oh, that's just that's insane or mm -hmm. that's a normal emotion that humans have. Um, the video calls out somebody else, uh, quote, why is it so normalizing to stop drinking when pregnant? Isn't not wanting your baby to have disabilities kind of ableist? What? <laughs> oh no, what? it went too far. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to yeah. me, to, to me, it's just the, the. That's the same the kind of people that are like the anti-vaxxers that are like, oh, well, if God wanted us to get sick, then we should, we would have done that. Yo, Debbie, Debbie, look at me. Eyes, eyes. Do you wear glasses? <laughs> That's kind of... Huh? Oh, no. Glasses kind of ableist? Yeah, the shoes, the <laughs> shoes is my favorite argument for that. <laughs> Doug, do you wear shoes? Um, it, it's the pursuit of of this perfect political correctness that will be your undoing. Yes. And, and it just, it takes it too far. And, yes, you know, in the yes. past people were mocked, like, you know, the social justice warriors turned into, I mean, I don't know if that term was ever like not a facetious, always derogatory. Right. SJWs. Yeah. But it's, it's that, but it's, it's morphed into a broader spectrum and it's just chronically online. Like the SJW, uh, label has just turned into chronically online. Mm. It's like you're so you're so woke you never sleep. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, comas. I, what are those? I actually think woke has turned into like a weaponized term from the, oh, the yeah. right. Uh, yeah. So it no I, longer... I wanted to use that. I wanted to use that term simply to make that joke, but I don't want to use it as like a dog whistling thing. By yeah. Any means. No, I think yeah. you're, we're in a safe space. <laughs> okay. Just, but I also just want to say yeah. it out loud. Sometimes, <laughs> you know. Gotta just. But yeah, it's best there. just to give the the disclaimer. Yeah. So other people, others mock people for being online so often they seemingly haven't experienced basic human emotions through real life interactions. Oh shit! And Shots fired. This yeah. is where Twitter is just a minefield of these types of people yeah and so i have a couple that i'm going to read to you um let's see so somebody tweeted being grossed out by another person's energy and mentality is such a real thing somebody replied to it and said that's called disliking someone yeah <laughs> they then they then retweeted or like kept posting to their own thread. This is the same person that immediately originally uh, replied to it, and this is in quotes: "Normalize not vibing to someone's toxic behavioral gaslighting, so you can manifest mental energy." What? <laughs> oh my god! And then he finally said, "Who are you, people?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, there's another tweet here in the same this is vein. This the phrase, touch grass comes into play, right? Yes, and that's another thing that I've been seeing, uh, maybe all of us have been seeing people saying and using in the recent months, is go touch yeah. grass. What, who, literally, who are you people? Go outside. Go, yeah. outside. go connect with go touch real grass. life. Like, yeah, like yeah. The, the most interesting part about this is like we have the real world privacy and mental health issues that come along with like social media destroying young kids minds. And I think this is the ultimate result in some ways of what that looks like mm -hmm. is people being on their phones so much. They literally don't know what empathy is Yeah, or, or think so, but going into this next tweet, um, somebody says making IRL mutuals at college. Y'all, this shit is crazy. Somebody Wait, replied friends. Is that what that means? Yeah. So the person replied and said, you mean friends? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's literally, so I, would, I would be this person on Twitter, like furiously typing. What do you mean? Yeah. You mean friends? Yes. The fact that they're not using the word friends, but they are using internet slang mutuals is the craziest thing yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, um, but it's also, I mean, like, think of what a younger generation is learning first. Like, uh, yeah, of course. And that's what a technology. lot of this. And also, they didn't have the television show Friends. Am I right, guys? I you, oh, right. Say, they, they, they just thought that was an friends. acronym. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyways, that, R dot I dot. This show's pretty yeah. problematic. It is pretty problematic, to be honest. TBH. <laughs> Whatever, I just rewatched it. It's still great. I don't care about those select few lines and instances. Well, and Ross is terrible. Let's let's just. And you know it, well, guys? no, no. To your point, though, Kyle, is that I was what you're what you're saying though is essentially like a lot of these people, especially younger people, it, like you know, younger millennials and Gen Z, is they completely lack the nuance and subtlety that comes along with watching older media. And not putting it in the context of when it was made. Yeah. And that applies to so much of the stuff that they learn about that maybe is kind of antiquated to them is just like not putting it in context. I I will say this. It's um, Supernatural, uh, the television show, uh -huh, within yes. the first, mm -hmm. within the Supernatural. Kyle, can uh, you remind me what that is actually? Can you show me the mug? It's a is it problematic television though? show. Yes, it is. Harlan, I'm glad you asked. Because it's um, ten years old and has had how in, many seasons? In within the first five episodes, at some point, uh, Jensen Ackles' character, Dean Winchester, one of the two Winchester brothers, they're heroes. People, uh, they uh, he he I he, love he, the he, hand. He uses the term "gay" derogatory, like what are you, some kind of gay? Yeah, uh, he says he says something like that, and I was like, "Whoa!" That almost turned me off from the show entirely as I was watching through it. But I was so hooked on the other shit that I kept watching. I'm glad I did because I, what I got to watch was this show learn, like, uh, right. like it, by the end of it, it was, had like so much inclusivity, so much like trans gay rights, like everything, like being all over it, like right. The show, it, it, you know, if you give, you can't just write things off right away. Well, you have to just like write it out a little bit sometimes. Well, the other thing too that I think is a lot of what we're talking about is when, and we've been discussing this in our group chat, is the initial reactions to like the new season of Game of Thrones. 
Like one episode yeah. came out and half of the internet was like, why, if you're going to make write a fantasy where dragons exist, would you also include murder and sexual assault? And like, it's like, yeah. uh, okay, like pump the brakes. What are they using that narrative to tell? Is it a critique on those things? Is it saying those things are bad or is it glorifying them? Like that wasn't a conversation that I saw. Maybe some people were, but it's that same thing of like, Putting it in, or even like what your example of uh, the supernatural, is that something derogatory that the character would say because he's a piece of shit yep, or right. was it a thing <laughs> of the times? Like you can't just say that like, oh, well, this actor said this horrible thing in care. Like that would be like, okay, Leonardo DiCaprio is canceled. Aside yep, from him done. not dating 25 year olds, <laughs> anything over 25, years but, but like it, even just in the context of him using the N word so excessively in Django, it's like, why are, why is no one upset about that? It, mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he's playing an evil piece of shit. So yeah. Another one of there's, these tweets, there's layers, there's layers, there are guys, layers, there's yeah. layers. So another one of these tweets says, and every time I pause, that means that there are five to seven question marks. Do you ever get <laughs> secondhand happiness? Like someone is happy. So you're happy oh because they're happy. And someone replied, Twitter user discovers empathy. Yeah. I was going to say that's empathy, right? That's what they're learning. Yes. I think it's but, funny like, they're just like, Oh my God. Well, <laughs> this, this, I feel like a lot of it is like somebody experiencing an emotion or like experiencing anything mm -hmm. and needing to document it somehow and have someone yes. else like validate that experience. 100 percent it's very remember? it feels very tumblr also to me yeah do you remember when jaden smith was <laughs> oh god his yep. twitter is... oh boy <laughs> do you remember that and then will smith was being interviewed on some yes, late night yes, thing yes, and they, i love this and yeah this this is really relevant uh i can't remember who it was harlan maybe you can find the clip for the video audio Audio listeners, you're fucked. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> John thinks maybe it was Fallon. So let's go with that. Uh, we're on Fallon and he's, uh, Will Smith's being interviewed and he's being asked about his son's uh, very um, candid social media presence. Right. Sure. And Will Smith defends him by saying, man, I had all those same thoughts when I was younger. I just didn't have a way to yes. put it in front of the entire world. Yes. Yes. And, and. Yeah, for somebody in that position too, it's like yes, the entire world is going to see it. But like, if you're not just your high school class, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I don't know which is more embarrassing, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, shit, I did that when I was That's fair. That's when fair. when you know MySpace first came out. Like, I was a teenager. I wasn't fully formed, but like, I yeah, knew yeah, I, I, I knew the touch was fully. I knew the touch grass era. Like I had that experience before it yeah. was like, okay, MySpace is now everything to me, but it had, <laughs> it had the little like uh, wall or whatever the fuck it was called. I can't remember what it was called where you could just post whatever yeah. and your friends would all see it. And so you would post like being a cringy teenage moody boy, like lyrics, song lyrics from like man. Elliot yeah. Smith yeah. or that. Yeah. That's and, probably more and just being so mopey and, God, I cringe so hard to the core of me thinking about doing that now as an adult. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dude, I recently, uh, well, I, I like, I've been off social media for a while, but um, 
Facebook, I, I don't know. It's so hard to kill. It's like a cockroach. <laughs> I, I eventually, because I, all, I all I would do is disable it, disable it, disable it. My Spotify is actually a, attached to my Facebook, so I need it for login purposes because you can't change. Spotify, what's the deal with that? Why can't I just change different this is, email address? Kyle's working Ridiculous. out a, a Jerry yeah. Seinfeld parody bit hey, right God, now. Have you ever noticed this? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you guys ever noticed okay, when you're okay. trying to log into Spotify? You know, you <laughs> gotta log in to Facebook too. Says log in with Facebook. What if I don't have Facebook? A Facebook? <laughs> Do I have to get a Facebook with my face to use my ears to hear Spotify music? Just gonna let to him tire the- himself yeah, out. It's just best to do that. <laughs> what were you saying? Anyways, this last this last time I was like, you know what? I'm fucking done with this. Spotify, be damned. I'm getting rid of this entirely. Mm-hmm. And so I, before I fully killed it and deleted it. Um, I was looking through some of the things that I had like made uh, notes oh, of sure. or whatever. And I was just like, good God, if I had any reservation, it's like, would you like to download and save all your photos? No, and God, no. And <laughs> Absolutely like, you not. Can, you, you, you can get much. it all compressed into a single zip file when you delete if you yeah. want. And I was like, no, burn it all to hell. <laughs> I want it gone. I don't want anyone to know about my weird music writing woes. Here, here's, my here's a little pro tip night. for any younger people listening to this, if there are any. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Know that if you still have a Facebook, you can delete all of it. You can wipe it clean. I'm pretty sure if you delete your Twitter, all your tweets disappear too. So at least there's that. You know, when we were kids and we have photo evidence and did embarrassing shit, it's like, no, that's a real physical object that yeah. exists somewhere. And back in our day, we had to walk both ways up and uphill in the snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had to get so. your photos developed <laughs> off of your digital camera. <laughs> yeah, had to go down to the damn uh, video pharmacy for that. <laughs> <laughs> the video pharmacy. <laughs> um, so this is a tweet from somebody who basically is saying similar things that, that we have been talking about is, uh, I swear the people who don't understand the concept of basic human emotions like like above are the same people who can't seem to differentiate fiction from real life and harasses actors saying they're toxic and horrible people for playing villains or unsympathetic characters. And this is, I mean, this could be brand. This is another branch into fandoms, right? It's people like shipping real life people and fantasizing about them and making fan cams and all kinds of weird shit. Um, Obviously the large majority of these users are, you know, like I said, younger millennials, Gen Z, and they're pointing out what they see as chronically on be- online behavior, which is somewhat amusing, amusing, given those are the groups that never really knew a world without the internet. Um, you know, this is, people are sort of talking about this all over TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit. So it's just, <clears throat> just like a new, this is like a Gen Z norm now. Yeah. Like everything going forward is going to, everyone's going to be discovering themselves new emotions new scenarios all publicly online yeah i, yeah. I mean or or through articles or through experiences of their friends that would be normally private but are now right well and the visible. thing the thing too which i didn't really think about is excuse me that um you know a lot of this stuff gets talked about and written in places like the new york times or slate or whatever and it's pro it's really probably not that big of a deal like it's that those like fear tactics of like some meme will happen and uh, um, the main like uh, media 
uh, will pick it up and be like, an epidemic is sweeping the nation. It's like, one guy did this. What are you talking about, the New Yorker? <laughs> so I don't know how much how much this is actually like a, a, a an epidemic of people doing this. I'm surely, obviously, there are people. But the other thing with the internet is it's really hard to kind of tell when people are lying yeah. and like writing shit for a joke for a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. birds aren't real exactly it's it is like <clears throat> watching people get content creation ingrained in them so yes, early everyone's on a creator because you have to produce some sort of product or make yourself a brand in order to be relevant yeah. it's like yeah. that is also a huge driving force in making people be like well i gotta be online to stay relevant or otherwise people are gonna forget about me like, yeah so um that being said uh, there are also, though, people who are clearly not joking when they post uh, chronically online takes. Specifically, I want to talk quickly about uh, the announcement that the new Grand Theft Auto game is going to feature a female protagonist, that, like a playable Uh-oh. character. Mm-hmm. Don't tell gamers that. They'll <clears throat> lose their minds. Yeah, so uh, a bunch of neckbeards <laughs> flipped out. <laughs> And uh, uh, I'm not going to read any of those tweets because they're awful, but a bunch of people not contributing to anything. Yeah, exactly. But a bunch of people jumped on kind of in defense. Uh, One person says a woman as the main character in GTA six. Can you believe that women exist in the real world and in video games? Unreal. The industry (laughs) is too woke these days. So a bunch of people were replying to these bad takes, these misogynists. Um, Mm -hmm. There's another Mm -hmm. tweet that I want to read that says folks calling this one sums up the hypocrisy in this shit too. It says folks calling GTA six woke already. Damn bro. I got to ask, do all y'all not like ladies or something? Cause fucking hot damn y'all are weird. Um, cause like, it's the same group of people that complain that like, oh, no woman wants me and they're all stuck up or whatever. And then it's like, well, dude, you get to stare at a gamer or a, a, a woman's ass while you play them in a video game. How does it not get better than that? What more which do you like want? Super standard, like approach to video game design too, which I also take issue with. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm too far down this road too. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, before I watched fucking Prey, the new Predator movie, I had to make sure that it was politically safe. Like, <laughs> like I was like, okay, there's indigenous people in this. Are they treated? Yeah. Is it is it handled correctly? Am I gonna be uncomfortable the whole time? It was great, guys. Honestly, I wish the whole thing was in Comanche. The whole doing oh, it in English yeah, yeah, that yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. so much like lean further. Fuck these you know people what? even more that would criticize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I remember getting pissed off that Gladiator was in English uh, back <laughs> in the day. So maybe I'm just wired this way anyways. No, yeah, but, there's yeah. definitely a certain element of like uh, those, you know, I mean, we talked about it in the Highlander thing forever ago, you know, getting <laughs> getting a Scotsman to play yeah. uh, you know, a Russian. A Russian. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's right. He just, did, he just didn't do anything. To, yeah. This, is, this uh, makes no matter. sense. Why are you doing yeah. this? Let somebody else do it. <laughs> Why are you doing this? So obviously there's some irony uh, here in the idea yeah. that someone coming across and commenting on chronically online behavior likely spends a good chunk of time online themselves. We can't not ignore that. Um, uh, Others have defended younger people who are perceived as being out of touch by highlighting their age and arguing that they've spent the last year and a half online during the pandemic, which is fair. Yeah, it is. But 
<laughs> even during the pandemic, you could still walk outside of your house. Like, uh, I don't know, man. The, There's the, the, air, the air wasn't uh, unbreathable. Yeah. Um, just like pretty much everyone else, of course, but perhaps with fewer years of offline experience under their belts, um, mm-hmm. critiquing people for being overly sensitive or out of touch is likely to inspire pushback. Um, this is a tweet from someone that says, I'm giving it a week before someone starts the qu- chronically online is a slur discourse. It would be the most o- ironic thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody does kind of explain a little bit more. This is another tweet. Um, it says to be fair, it is. It can be ableist in certain situations. If an actual disabled person can't get out and do things often due to their disabilities, for example, I can't walk around a lot due to muscle issues and chronic anxiety, mocking them for being online is ableist, but also context matters. And they go on to talk about, you know, what that context is. And of course, like the little things, you know, in how you're saying this or who you're saying it to and what you as the individual know about that person, mm-hmm. even if you are somebody who has a disability and you're be, you're offended when someone uses the term chronically online, that person doesn't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. So even in both situations on both ends, people are not thinking about, the context and the nuance and all the little details in between. Mm -hmm. And they're just flipping out. So this now though, is where I want to talk quickly about, um, new age to alt right pipeline. So, okay. Because (laughs) sounds loaded as fuck. You're like, let's talk quickly about this fucking pipe. Briefly. So, um, you know, a lot of like new age type people are also online and they often talk about their own life. I'm sorry. Sometimes you sound so old when you say new age type people, like new age type people. I don't want to offend anybody. So they are people of a type (laughs) that participate in spirituality and healing crystals. But I just, I just love that millennials are entering this new era of we're now so we're we're not Gen Z, you yes. know, and they're they are the future. They're doing everything. We're, we're the outsiders looking in now, yeah. and yeah. that's a new feeling. Yes, it's just a weird thing to call out. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So the reason I want to talk about this though is because a lot of these like reactionary, chronically online takes, uh, not not only you know are they bad takes or takes that are sort of uh, uh, aggrandizing the ordinary. What comes along with that too is misinformation and like facts over feelings type people who refuse to uh, live in reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a person doesn't understand what they're feeling is empathy. Why would that person also uh, not mm-hmm. believe that the earth is round? Like right, it's yeah. a pretty close Venn diagram and a lot of people end up falling into it. And the blank to alt-right pipeline has been, again, something that I've been seeing people talk about a lot online. This specifically, though, because of sort of the the wild takes that some new age spiritual uh, people uh, have are very chronically online takes. So (laughs) 
I found a uh, an article that somebody wrote, and I'll link it uh, in the sources. Uh, there's a quote here. It says, under the guise of lurking libertarian ethos, individuals in the health and wellness community are parodying messages of the ultra-conservative. They use jargon similar to QAnon communities like take the red pill, escape the matrix, do your own research, mm-hmm. while also selling their, like, crystals and shit yeah. on their Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> All of this is seeped in the spiritual lexicon at an alarming rate. What is dressed up as enlightenment uh, is an elaborate mess of racist and sexist conspiratorial thinking. And again, back to what we were saying, somebody who's saying that they're offended by using the term chronically online and being like, oh, that's ableist are the same people that could maybe fall down this trope of Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, you shouldn't breastfeed your children because then if you're vegan, you shouldn't breastfeed their children. And then your, their kid dies. And it's like, are you, what is going on? How did we fall so far into (laughs) child abuse? There's a certain amount of like uh, being aware and being sensitive and being uh, empathetic and then being, you know, overly concerned with someone else's life or someone else's choices. You know, mm-hmm. or like, your own agenda and belief system. Like it can be dangerous. Yeah. So um, they also share uh, a distrust of the government, Western medical practices, celebrating, uh, marching to the non-conforming drum. Uh, COVID obviously opened up the floodgates because everybody mm-hmm. was online even more. This is also um, like a huge uh, staple in cults, just in general. Like the constant search for. Um, like enlightenment for so many words and just someone to validate what your feelings are and also kind of like tell you that there's a meaning for the things that have happened to you or like a a course or a purpose in something like if if you preach that you're going to get someone else's shit together by using some crystals or (laughs) you know or going to some retreat or if you buy the right fanny pack like that that kind of thing is very much uh going to lead someone down the like the path of just following someone blindly and that could be yes. online that could be real life i mean like yeah and and again a lot of the information that some of these people more more susceptible people um are getting is from unsubstantiated sources on fucking tiktok mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like people like steven crowder that we talked about last week like and and don't and mention a, his name. <laughs> but like I, <laughs> a lot of young people, especially young men, are buying into this stuff because of all of the things that men are supposed to not show, like emotion. Mm-hmm. And so when you see a guy, a tough guy or a strong man with his gun talking about law and order, you gravitate towards that because your whole life you've been told that men are supposed to be manly and not cry, et cetera, et cetera. And so this affects young men more so, which is even more fucking dangerous because they're the ones more likely to murder folks. Yeah. So, um, do violence, do violence. Um, again, those, they also, these two sort of camps have similar, uh, feelings about vaccinations. Uh, there's the ones who say it's about bodily autonomy while also participating in freedom convoys on the front lines of abortion rallies. And then the spiritual hippie types that don't want foreign substances polluting their temples and saying things like, I don't discuss politics, which is a similar defensive neo-fascist uh, take as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
so i don't want to offend any yeah i don't want to defend anybody i don't have a stance i'm complicit (laughs) so you know the argument that in insert social justice cause is a hoax is another thing that's that gets passed around that is basically just toxic positivity and a dismissal of overtly oppressive structures that consistently disregard the most marginalized Mm -hmm. so these get spewed in both of these camps it's just they're wearing different ones wearing puka shells and one's got an ar-15 like i don't know do you do you actually do people that are into crystal still wear puka shells is that still something that's in that's that was what you remember from myspace Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> like in the 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 chronically online horseshoe. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the horseshoe being in like a weird theory from how, some time ago. Yeah, probably like the 1800s the, or something. The further. The further le- the, the political the idea is the political spectrum is on a horseshoe. The further left you go, the, the further right you go, you're actually closer together because you're at the very tip of the horseshoe, which is actually closer than being at the top which yeah. Is, yeah i i will say like in theory like in the real world it, it has flaws but i think on totally. online totally. the chronically online version of the horseshoe is fully fucking real yeah. if you put the horseshoe theory uh, and apply it to p- the internet 100 mm-hmm. percent. because at the end of the day it's like it falls apart in, it, in actuality yeah but yes but on the internet it's it is a very real thing i think because people are one more susceptible to information that's being passed around on the internet as you know, it being misinformation or totally fake. Um, but, uh, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Fuck. That's fine. Anyway, I think, I think the horseshoe exists on the (laughs) internet. Dude, I can, I can keep riffing on this if you want. I can, I can fill in for you, your brain. (laughs) Um, I, I do the last couple of things that I want to talk about, uh, I, I wrote something down in these notes just off the top of my head, and uh, it's a way to eschew any guilt one might have and abstain from participating in any kind of critical thinking that manifests as a cult-like mentality steeped in individualism and anti-intellectualism. This ultimately leads to people like the QAnon shaman mixing pagan and indigenous spiritual totems, esoteric Arianism, the occult, and a love for segregationist caste systems. Like the QAnon shaman is chronically online. Yes, he is chronically online manifest. That's the horseshoe touching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is, is what that is. He's both. Like, it's crazy. If you go to his website, he uses words like awaken, evolve, still ascend. I, I don't know. This was from an article. Okay. That's okay, what it okay. said when it was still available. Yeah. Um, it's also, uh, I mean, this is kind of separate, but it's interesting that a lot of the proponents of both of these groups are privileged white people. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I don't think that's. Int- I think that's very predictable. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. um, so there were some people that, and these are some of the examples of why I wanted to talk about this. There's a guy that, um, funnily enough, the QAnon Anonymous podcast, which is like a comedy podcast that it's not QAnon. It's they're making QAnon fun of. Anon. Yes. Why? Why didn't they just call it Q Anonymous? Uh, I don't. I think. I think that there's a joke in there somewhere. Gotta be. But um, they just did an episode where they talked about this guy called J.P. Sears, who is a chronically online 
fella who started in this new agey sort of um, uh, life coach uh, as as those things progressively uh-huh. started to get into quote unquote comedy and started to make a shit ton of money making comedy videos on Facebook and YouTube. And and if you go and look at like the very first video to the very most recent one, it is a 180 degree swing where he is talking about every right wing talking point, dog whistle, talking about trans rights and, and making jokes at the expense of trans people talking about like gun control. Like it is the wildest shift in literally a matter of like three or four years. And, and this is a result of feeling like you have to put your life online and live an extremely online person like life. Mm -hmm. Um, There was another uh, recent thing with a content creator called Gabby Hanna. And she went on a 24 hour TikTok spree where she posted like over a hundred videos in the span of a day. And I don't know what her medical history is, but other people who are watching this who have that's not who, a good way to preface. Yeah, something. yeah. <laughs> but like, what is it? Where is this going? But a lot of people who were watching these and commenting were like, "I'm actually worried for her because I've gone through a uh, uh, like a mental break." Yeah, like a manic in, episode. In, Mm-hmm. A manic episode. They were like, I'm bipolar. I've gone through this. This is what's happening. Yeah. And Gabby Hanna, I think she's talked about it and she's had some controversy, but she's basically been on YouTube, lived her entire life on YouTube because she's in her like early 20s at this point. Mm-hmm. And she's been doing this for like a decade almost. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, oh, now we're uh-huh. watching someone fully unravel because of the side effects of living this way. Mm-hmm. Ah, you know what this it makes me think of right away? This is like... You know, you, like you hear about child stars yeah. going through stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Before the internet, but, we had Corey Feldman. Yeah. Or yeah. Or uh, Frankie Muniz. Like people like uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. All all that's these a whole other people. fucking thing that's going on, man. It's yeah. wild. But that's that's what I'm saying though. It's like there was a select way in in which your life could be on that public. Yes. Now anybody. Now it could be anybody. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's that same shit where your brain is, uh, essentially tainted or overexposed. Yes. Too much. Well, it's rewired to function in that setting. Yeah. But because the yeah, internet survival, yes, because the internet affects every part of our lives from school to work to bills, mm-hmm. uh, it, there's no escaping it for anybody, you know? Um, but that's it. I that's all I wanted. Uh, I wanted to just Harlan, talk about just, this because it's such a far and wide reaching phenomenon. Yeah. <laughs> that we're we've, just we've, now kind of putting together like, oh fuck, this is all of us. I mean, I think that you know, having to be online so much or like the, you know, being brought up as a content creator, doing what we're doing right now, uh yes. is really kind of Help, like I need a therapist. <laughs> going to break a lot of people and also just mm-hmm. like um i don't know it's stressful like there's yeah i mean anxiety is just like wildly uh, on the rise with a lot of people i mean state of the world in general but yeah um yeah i mean the there is a lot of like fear and anxiety built around being online and having a presence and like kyle got off of it and probably helped his mental state and like 
mean, years ago, my man. I'm, I'm, I'm on it, and I, I have anxiety around it. I doom scroll. I do all those, all those things. It's just like it's tough, and I think like kids that are younger than us are gonna have to deal with a lot more things, and like, yeah, being mm-hmm. with their yep. age group doing that also. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's chronically online or extremely online. Don't want to offend anybody. Yup. So, uh, Kyle, do you have any last thoughts <laughs> or before we sign yeah, off? Yeah, I do. I do. It's a and lot. It's, it's, a, it's an avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't great thoughts, but this is one of those episodes where I'm kind of just like, man, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, is this show? Are we going to keep doing this another hundred episodes? Like, what are we talking, we're yeah. talking about? Like the the unraveling of society as as it pertains to the internet. I, how we about can talk this? about glizzies all we want, but when it comes yeah. down to it, this is the real shit. This is really twenty thousand leagues under your psyche. Yeah. How, how about this? We'll end on a good on a on a gooder <laughs> note on yeah. a on a better note <laughs> and say gooder. that. As much as like this feels scary and overwhelming and is bad, yeah. there are things obviously that the internet provides that are good and useful. I mean, even in, in this, when we were talking mm. about the person that was saying, I'm disabled, it's hard for me to go outside. This is where my community is. That's a good and decent thing that exists. That's great that this can bring people together. You can video conference with your friends across a city or a country. You know what I mean? You can meet people online in online games and forums who are not Nazis. So yeah, man, you can you you can book a restaurant. I, yeah, if you want. You yeah, you don't, you don't have to talk if you, to anybody. If you want to go on vacation and use Airbnb, you can see what's inside the house before you pay for it yeah. and go there. Cool. And, and, and there is also people that are doing very good things with social media. Uh, yes. For instance, you know, crowdsourcing people to identify the people who stormed the Capitol. Uh, yes, exactly. It, sure. You know, sure. There, there is a lot of like great things that people are doing with social justice online that is not toxic. Yes. So me and Harwin have a very specific group chat that proves the other opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have to figure out how to delete all that yeah, entire yeah, yeah, thread. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure oh, we're on a list somewhere. It. That'll have to sure. go in each one of our wills for when we but die. You know what? You know what, John? Yeah, it's like in the will. First things first, go to my WhatsApp and delete this fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, second of all, John, you're absolutely right. There is plenty of merits to uh, this thing we surround ourselves and rely on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's so new. It's so rough. Yeah. It, it, but the thing is, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It's, it, this is predict, this is a predictable outcome and this is why people want to regulate shit, but this is also why we shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Cause this well, is like, well, think about it. Think about it in terms of like people that are alive. There are people who, are old enough to be like, what is the internet still to this day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are yeah. parts it's... of the world that don't even have the internet. Like, mm-hmm. that's how young it is. It's not like cars. Like, we, everybody knows what a car is in the entire world at this point, but there are mm-hmm. still people alive today that don't know what the internet is. Yeah. Like, or understand it at the very least. Yeah. Like, what is this magic? Yeah. Search bar? Like, this is the first generation. That will be born where n- not having the internet is a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it, in, in that sense, it is new because the yeah. current living populace, it's still a new experience for them, uh, for some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, and that, that, that still dictates it or, uh, categorizes that as a new thing. And I will agree with that. Yeah. So it's, it's very young. Yes. Um, which is also equally, that makes it scary. (laughs) It's like, Oh God, we haven't fixed all the bugs yet. Yeah. In a a few years it'll get added to the DSM. So (laughs) yeah. Are you a cop in the CSM? I don't know. Or DSM. Sorry. Uh, good luck out there. We appreciate you legitimately, sincerely. Good, good luck. Good luck, guys. Do it.